Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, The Year of the Lord's Release. It will be focused on a study of Deuteronomy chapter 15. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this scripture that teaches us about how the benevolence that you expected your children to have towards one another, remembering that they themselves once were slaves. Help us, Father, as we share of your gospel to be empathetic and recognize that there was a time when we were enslaved to sin, but through the grace of Jesus Christ, the year of Jubilee through the Holy Ghost came and put us on the right path and made us sons and daughters of God. Speak to us for the remainder of this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Deuteronomy chapter 15. Chapter 15 At the end of every seven years, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lendeth aught unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother, because it is called the Lord's release. Of a foreigner thou mayest exact it again, but that which is thine with thy brother thine hand shall release, save when there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. Only if thou carefully hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all these commandments which I command thee this day. For the Lord thy God blesseth thee, as he promised thee. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, but thou shalt not borrow. And thou shalt reign over many nations, but they shall not reign over thee. If there be among you a poor man, of one of thy brethren, within any of thy gates in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. Thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need in that which he wanteth. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not. And he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not be grieved, and thou givest unto him. Because that for this thing, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works, and in all that thou puttest thine hand unto. For the poor shall never cease out of the land. Therefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt open thine hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor, and to thy needy in thy land. And if thy brother, an Hebrew man, or an Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee, and serve thee six years, that in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. And when thou sendest him out free from thee, thou shalt not let him go away empty. Thou shalt furnish him liberally out of thy flock, and out of thy floor, and out of thy winepress. Of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. And it shall be, if he say unto thee, I will not go away from thee, because he loveth thee in thine house, because he is well with thee. Then thou shalt take an awl, 
and thrust it through his ear unto the door, and he shall be thy servant forever. And also unto thy maidservant thou shalt do likewise. It shall not seem hard unto thee when thou sendest him away free from thee. For he hath been worth a double hired servant to thee in serving thee six years, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all that thou doest. All the firstling males that come of thy herd and of thy flock thou shalt sanctify unto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt do no work with the firstling of thy bullock, nor shear the firstling of thy sheep. Thou shalt eat it before the Lord thy God year by year in the place which the Lord shall choose thou and thy household. And if there be any blemish therein, as if it be lame or blind or have any ill blemish, thou shalt not sacrifice it unto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt eat it within thy gates. The unclean and the clean person shall eat it alike, as the roebuck and as the heart. Only thou shalt not eat the blood thereof. Thou shalt pour it upon the ground as water. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled The Ten Virgins and the 144,000 Jews. This was preached in 1960 on December the 11th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 291 up to paragraph 340. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Now, there come a time that was called every seventh year, that was six years. On the seventh year, Bible students, ministers and things sitting around here know just to be true. It was called, the seventh year was called the Jubilee year. Everything rested. There's no crops planted on the seventh year. The land rested, everything. They just gleaned. See? Everything rested on the seventh year. And on the seventh year, there was a, a priest that sounded a trumpet. And if a man had been a slave, I don't care what his debts was, he was freed. Now that's a type of the gospel trumpet. You might have served the devil all these years. In chains with drinking, smoking, gambling, seeing dirty things. No matter what you've done. But when you hear the gospel trumpet sound, it's a sign that you can go free. You can go. Faith cometh by hearing of the word of God. Now you've heard the full gospel. You don't have to stay bound any longer. Now if you just sit and say, oh, I listened to it, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> All right. Then it ain't for you. It's for those who hear it. All right. If you can hear, now watch what he said here. Now to prove this, now watch real close and keep your thinking on now for the next two or three minutes. And if the servant, that's the man that was going to be set free, shall plainly say, I love my master. Oh, I like to go to dances. I ain't giving up my dances for nobody. I ain't giving up this, that, or the other for nobody. My wife, my children, the things of this earth that I love. Oh, look here, Brother Branham. I'm going to tell you. Do you mean I have to, you don't have to stop nothing? You just come in. It stops itself. But, but you say, well, I wouldn't do that. I don't have to do that. I belong to church, and I'm just as good as you or anybody else. All right, brother. Sorry. You hear what's the truth. Well, now, listen here. Ain't Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Well, if you want to keep that way, just go right ahead. You've heard what the trumpet sounded. Amen. You heard the note it give. And the Bible said... Oh, God, look at that. Wouldn't that make me a text right now for the next hour? If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound. Amen. If your denomination says Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, that don't sound like the trumpet. Amen. 
If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for war? If servants shall plainly say, I love my master, I, I love the devil, it, it's making me do these things, that's all right. Now, I don't think, I think you're just too narrow-minded up there. That I just think you're too narrow. All right. I love the things. I, I think we're going to have these big things like this and do this uh, world. We have dances. We have bunk on our church and things like that. And we all have a good time. And they're just as good as they're that bunch you got up there. Okay. All right. All right. And I will not go out in this freedom of the spirit you talk about. <laughs> then his master, the devil, shall bring him to the judges and shall also bring him to the door. Mm. The what? Who is the door? I set before you a door. When did that mark of the beast come? In this age where the door was set. It's the final marking of the beast. Bring him to the door or to the post. That's the, the Calvary. All right. And his master shall bore his ear. Will bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. Amen. What do you mean, Brother Brown? If you hear the gospel truth and you refuse to walk in it, then God marks your ear where you'll never hear it no more. Amen. You cross the line between life and death. Then you'll go on with your organization, denomination, the rest of your days, forever. Walk in the light, children. That's right. You'll serve that master forever. You don't want to. See, the trumpet sounded, and he can go free. It's God's grace. It's a year of jubilee, the completion. The day of sin is over, brother. I'll tell every one of you, serving sin. Tape or visible audience. You're everyone that's serving sin. The day of sin is over. Jesus died. You don't have to serve sin no more. You don't have to be bowed down to creeds and denominations. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. If you want to go free and be free in the Son, cut loose from all things and serve Him, come on. But if you don't want to, then your organization, your master, whoever your servant, will... Put a mark on your ear and you won't be able to hear it anymore. If God ever speaks to your heart to come, this is the time, and you refuse it, then you receive His mark, hardened from the truth. There's the seal of the devil. Mark of the beast. See? What does the mark of the beast do? Put you right back to Romanism, denominationalism, and you'll never come in and be free. Serve that forever. There's the mark of the beast. That's hard, friends. That's cutting, but that's what the, I'm not responsible for just what the Bible says. Amen. Now, that was a type in the Old Testament that foreshadowed the hearing of the gospel of good news that you are free. Amen. You don't have to be bound down anymore. You are absolutely free in Christ Jesus. Amen. No more sins and things you don't. You that love the world, the Bible said, if you love the world... Are the things of the world, the love of God is not even in you. Is that true? If you love the world, are the things of the world, the love of God's not in you. 
Then what about all these big things that's going on in the world today under the name of religion? The things of the world. And people just gossip right now like a pig in a pig pen. Oh, this is fine. Nothing about that. See? They're sealed and marked away. Amen. Now, do you understand what the remnant of the Jews is, 144,000? Where they're sitting waiting? Right at the hour? Can you see now that the foolish virgin that won't take the, uh, would take the oil and will have to rise and be separated to rights and wrongs at the day of the judgment? Do you understand that when the the foolish virgin began to receive just like now that she needed this. She went after it. It was that very minute that the bridegroom came. Then how close are we? Right now. We have now just a short time. I don't know how much longer it might be. I couldn't say when. I, I don't know. Might be another year. It might be another 10 years, 40 years. Might be 40 minutes. I, I don't know. I can't say. But I know it's near. It's real near. And the Spirit of the Lord... Now, it'll come a time where, uh, first thing you know, the church will just start cooling. Now, how many people have noticed the cooling off of the church in the last few years? Sure. What's it going to do? Lady Osea. Where we'll pick up tonight and bring the angel of the Lady Osea church out. Bring it out there so you can see it. And see his message and what it will be. And at the end of the Lady Osea church age, once she laps over in and spreads out into eternity then. Oh, I just love him, don't you? Yes, sir. Oh, the what is the what is the seal of God? Holy Ghost. What is the mark of the beast? Rejected. That's the two. One is the seal. Well, there, and how many was on earth that didn't get it? All that was not sealed took the mark of the beast. All that had not the spirit of God had the mark of the beast. The seal of God is the Holy Spirit. The Bible said so. Every place in the Scripture speaks of it, says it's the mark of God, the seal of God. And all that did not have it was one who rejected. And how did they reject it? By refusing to hear it. Is that right? I remember, how do you get faith? Hearing. Where was it marked? In the hand? No. In the head? No. In the ear. In the ear. Hearing. What did you scarred over the hearing? No more. You say, no more of that for me. I want nothing else to do with it. I don't want nothing to do with that. It's just like then. Brother Neville, uh, I, I, I'll just let that go to some. I was going to tell you about that impossible for them which are once enlightened, you see, to get to, to come into the kingdom, you see. It's like them borderline believers. Look. It is impossible for those which were once enlightened to uh, be made partakers of the Holy Ghost, taste of the power of the world, uh, world to come. If they should fall away to renew themselves again to repentance, see as they would crucify to themselves the Son of God and bring him to an open shame and count the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified with an unholy thing. See, for the elect to do that is absolutely, totally impossible. He could not do it. See? Because what would he do? See? But uh, counting the blood of the covenant. Now, you see, if he's elected and in the group, he cannot do it. It's impossible for him to do it. Now we take and water it right on down. For the rain cometh off upon the earth to dress it in thorns and thistles, which is nigh to rejection, whose end is to be burned, the wheat's to be taken home to the garden. But the life-giving rain falls on both weeds and wheat. Both of them rejoice and feel the same way. 
about it. When they're glad to see the rain come, but by their fruits you shall know them. Whether they've got their fruits of a weed or the fruits of the grain. Now, of the wheat. Now, here's what to make it. Now, to show where this borderline, where this, I'm trying to bring this virgin up to you, see, so you'll, you'll understand. Now, in the borderline believer, watch what's taking place. When they come to Kadesh Barnea, the children of Israel, I just took it back and forth from Genesis and back and forth to Exodus and everywhere else trying to type it for you, see, so the class won't miss it. Now, when these people in, in, the, in the Exodus, when they come to Kadesh Barnea, Kadesh Barnea was the judgment seat of the world at that time. There's where Israel received her judgment seat. That they had just, it was just 11 days from the mount where they received the commandments till they hit the judgment. 11 days journey by the seacoast, the Bible said. 11 days journey and they came to Kadesh and there they were judged. After God would have took them over in about four days, they went, come back over here in the wilderness there and wandered around and got the, the commandments and things like that and come back and how, what taking place. Then they come over here and 11 days from there, they come to their judgment at Kadesh Barnea. What happened? He taken one out of each tribe and said, go over and spy out the land and see what kind of a land it is. Well, they all went over and looked Two of them went in and got a great big bunch of grapes, all a great big bunch of taking two men to pack out. Now, what did they do when they come back and seen what kind of a land it was? They seen the, the, the uh, Amorites and the, and the different ones in there, and they said, why, they're giants. That was, of course, the sons of Cain that had finally got up there in that, that country. He said, uh, they're, they're, they're giants. And said, we are, we're, we're not able to, to take it. Their, 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 their lands are all fenced in and great big walls and why we look like grasshoppers side of them. What have they done? Why they had, they had absolutely seen the land. Amen. They tasted the fruit of it. Amen. See, Caleb and Joshua went over and got the, got the evidence and brought it back. Had it on their shoulder. They tasted the fruit. That's right. They never been over there. But Caleb and Joshua went over, Amen. brought the evidence back. Caleb and Joshua said, we are able to take it. Amen. See? Why? Because Caleb and Joshua was looking to the Word. Amen. God said, the land is yours. It's all full of Amorites and Habites and all kind of lights over there. But said, it's yours and every place your foot sets up on, I'll give it to you. Amen. That's right. Just keep walking. Amen. It's yours. But they said, oh, no, we couldn't have a revival like that. Oh, uh, uh, well, you know what? The archbishop or the bishop of the brothers or someone cannot kick us all out. <laughs> Go ahead. Amen. We'll have it. Now, and then these two came back there and said, we're more than able to take it. For God said so. Let's go get it. But see these borderline believers? They come up far enough to, to taste it. It tastes fine, yes. But oh, we can't do it. Now what is that? Here's a believer today. Now watch this guy right here. God gives him a call. Mm-hmm. All right. Now he gets saved. His mother washes overboard and sends him away to some college to get his education how to preach. Well, he gets out there. He still thinks he, every time he sees women that's immorally dressed, they get 
tears him up. Every time he, he uh, smells cigarettes, he just can't keep from smoking one. He knows that's wrong. He don't want to do that. So he said, Lord, sanctify me. Take that stuff away from me. God said, all right, I'll do that for you, son. Take it all away from me. One night he staggers into a little mission somewhere. And he hears the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Said, say, he's got up on the first step, justification. Got up on the second step, sanctification. Now he's ready for the baptism. See? One, two, three. He's ready for the baptism. When he gets up there, he reads down the Bible. He said, that's exactly what they done. Yeah, that's exactly that baptism in the name of Jesus, that's what they've done. That's right. He said, read that over. I read it all through the Bible. He's exactly right on that. Uh, Bishop, what are you? None of that nonsense. Oh, I see. Uh, they got the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues. They've done these things. They heal the sick. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. He's looking over, you see. He's looking in the borderland. Oh, if I teach that to my church. Oh, I'm Presbyterian Methodist. Methodist. <laughs> Oh, the bishop will throw me out. Well, we just can't do that. We can't have a meeting like that in our church. Every one of them get up and walk out. He who was once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gifts, if he shall fall away from that walk he's taken, go back to renew himself again unto repentance because he sinned against God. What is what is sin? Unbelief. He sinned against God. And what's he done? He's counted the covenant wherewith he was sanctified as if it was an unholy thing. And done despite to the works of grace that's brought him up there. There remaineth no more sacrifice for him. But a fearful looking for the fiery judgment and the indignation which shall devour their adversary. For vengeance belong unto me, said the Lord. For the word of God is sharper, more powerful than a two-edged sword, cutting even to the center of the bone and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the mind. There you are. There you are. When you see the light, walk in it. Walk in it. Don't know where you're going, but keep walking. Walking towards Calvary. Keeping a sensible look at Calvary. Walking. Walking. Oh, God, may someday the church, which is a type of Enoch, 500 years he walked before God. Walking. Walking in the light with a testimony that everything God said he did it. He didn't displease him. What the Lord said do, Enoch done it. Now, he was a type, remember. The ark is a type of the Jews, 144,000, that's carried over, which is Noah and his bunch. But Enoch went home just a little bit before the flood. You know that. So Enoch just kept walking in the light. So one day he felt his feet getting off the ground. He just kept walking. <laughs> and he walked on into glory without even dying. That's right. God took him away. Because he was walking in the light with a testimony that he walked in the light of God. Amen. Kept walking, walking. Let's get on our walking shoes, church. Amen. Keep walking in the light. Beautiful light. Comes where the dewdrops of mercy are bright. Shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Let's sing it now. We walk in the light, beautiful light. Oh, come with the dewdrops of mercy. Our 
shine all around us by day and by night. God, Jesus, the light of the world, all ye saints of light proclaim, Jesus, the light of the world. Then the bells of heaven will ring, Jesus, the light of the world. Oh, we walk in the light, such a beautiful light. Oh, come we're the two drops of mercy are bright. Shine. Just a moment now. I wonder if there's some in here would like to have the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, remember me, Brother Branham. Remember me, church. I want to walk in the light. I want that sweetness. No root of bitterness in me. I want to be just God's servant. Raise your hand. Say, remember me, O Lord. Yeah, 20 hands or more up. Now just keep your heads bowed while we sang softly together. Oh, Jesus, light of the world, we'll walk in this light. It's such a beautiful light. It comes where the dewdrops of mercy are bright. Shine all around us by Saints of light proclaim, oh Jesus, he's the light of the world, then the bell of heaven will ring, oh Jesus, he's the light of the world, oh we'll walk in this light. It's such a beautiful light. It comes where the dewdrops of mercy are bright. Shine all around us by day and by night. Oh, Jesus, light of the world. Lord Jesus, while they're humming this song, wanting to walk in the light of the gospel, take those precious hearts, Lord. They're yours. Cleanse them. Take all evil, all unbelief out. May Jesus, the light of the world, come in. Handkerchiefs are laying here, Lord, for the sick and the afflicted. Come to them, Lord Jesus, and heal them so that they can walk in the light. 
granted, Lord. We thank you for our lesson, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Been here with us and kept us hours sitting here, people sitting in this hot room waiting. They're expecting and waiting and wondering, Lord. For they realize as they hear the word read that we're at the end time. Nothing left. Just a frolic of the world. And one of these days, the mimics will have to cease. And I pray, God, that you'll save every person that's in divine presence. Save them by your spirit. And may the Holy Ghost come up on each one of them and fill their hearts with goodness and peace that they'll bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, which is long-suffering, gentleness, peace, patience, meekness, faith, and the Holy Ghost. Grant it, Lord. I'll commit them to Thee now for Your service. In the name of Jesus Christ, Your Son. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the lessons that are in it to recognize, Father, how, Lord, you gave your law to the Israelites and how difficult it was for them to abide by it. But we see shadows of the New Testament to come in it and we thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit to be able to produce the life that you expected of them way back then. Be with us for the remainder of the day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.